this is the education show unlocking opportunities in teaching and learning through collaboration proudly brought to you by zabuza.net once more it is the education show it's always great to have you along with us uh, as we promised in one of our previous podcasts we're going to continue along the theme of uh, microsoft 365 and i thought who better to talk about this than somebody who knows all about it who am i talking about Uviwu. Uviwe Kwabaza, um, and you will have to uh, excuse my click if I didn't get it right. She is the technical specialist education at Microsoft. Hello, Uviwe. Hello, David. How are you this morning? Good, good. How do I do with my, 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 did I not get it quite right there? The no, but it wasn't too bad. Not it, too was, bad. Was it like a four or a five out of ten? <laughs> uh, I'll give you a six. Okay, good. So there's room for improvement. Fantastic. Exactly. Viewer, I'd like to, when we chat to, chat to our guests on the education show, get to know them a little bit as well. So you are technical specialist education at Microsoft. Tell me a little bit about Uviwe and how you ended up there. Sure. So my journey started um, a couple of years ago with Microsoft, uh, and it wasn't long ago, actually. I think it was in 2018. I joined the education team as their technical specialist. And what that means in a nutshell is that I help schools, um, departments of education across the country, enabling um, Office 365, as well as Windows 10 devices in their schools, uh, make sure our lovely educators and learners can use these tools. And I prepare all of that in the background. Before I joined Microsoft, I was with um, a Microsoft partner, um, uh, called Global Computing and Telecoms. And so I've been at the enterprise space, but now being in education has um, given me an opportunity to give back to my community, assisting our public schools, assisting our private schools, and basically bettering education outcomes in our country. Wonderful stuff. And you know what? That's one of the things we're so passionate about. And uh, that's why I love doing this education show, because it is. It's all about our educators and our learners and, and just empowering them uh, so that they can give and do their best. Now, the, the, the sort of in the email I got, Uvi, where it was like, how to, uh, let me just make sure I get this absolutely correct. Uh, how schools can access Microsoft 365. And I thought, okay. Well, that's that's good. Um, so, can schools access Microsoft 365? How do we go about it? What what is that all about? Because I'm still from the old-fashioned days when um, you used to have to go to a store and you used to have to buy Microsoft Office, a physical product, and you would come home and you would load it on by by use of when we got more advanced by use of your uh, CD-ROM drive, and then you had Microsoft. So so. Since my dinosaur days, obviously a lot has changed. What has changed? And then we can move into, you know, how schools would access this technology. Certainly, David. And I quite like the way you posed that question because each time when I interact with educators and I interact with learners, the first question I would ask them is, when you think of Microsoft uh, or when you hear the word Microsoft, what's the first thing that comes into your head? And sometimes you would even ask people who is the CEO of Microsoft and they will still tell you about Bill Gates. And a lot has changed um, from 
back in the days up until now. And a lot of educators and a lot of uh, learners, the first thing that they will tell you about, some will say an operating system, uh, some will say Office, which is our Word, PowerPoint, and Excel. So there is something that we call Microsoft Story in Education or Microsoft in Education, which opens up those productivity tools as we all know them. Um, to a wider way, basically, and uh, specific for education, because there are tools or these tools that are existing that we know, um, our Windows 10 operating system, our Office 365 uh, offering has been customized specifically to help educators and learners to better um, learning outcomes. So, Basically, when we are talking about Office 365, what are we talking about? And when we're saying we want to enable Office 365, back in the days, as you said, you would go to a store, get a CD-ROM, it would come with a product key. A whole lot of that has changed now. Even the way you license your Office 365 is different. Even the great tools that maybe my colleagues will talk about and also we will talk about later on, things like Microsoft Teams, Immersive Reader on our OneNote class notebook and all those things, they come into one Office 365. And the question is how do schools access that. So just before I get into the nitty gritty details, um, why would a school worry about getting M365 in their environment? So yes. first of all, we, we, we always talk about digital transformation or continuously also talking about hybrid or remote teaching and learning, especially now during the pandemic. So for teachers, I mean, the most important thing for them is time. How can we empower them to do what they do best while saving them time and making their lives easy through technology? Um, and that's where M365 comes in. And how do we make students focus on their learning whilst using platforms which encourage fun, um, creativity, collaboration, and enhance learning outcomes? And teaching and learning doesn't only have to take place at school, it needs to take place at home. And teaching and learning shouldn't even stop. I mean, we've, we've taken our lessons with what we have experienced recently globally as the pandemic, that things had to be different. So, and teachers had to be creative on what platforms and tools to use. So most of our teachers embraced Office 365 uh, for their schools. So it's important to know how do you get started for your school. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I think back, sorry, Vivi, I just, I'm just saying, I think back now, um, mm. perhaps if I had had access to this kind of technology when I was at school, um, it would have made my understanding of it today a whole lot better than it is. But, you know, let's be honest, in my days, we were still using the abacus. Calculators <laughs> were the height of technology. So... <laughs> So let, let's talk about it because we talk about M365 and everybody's very, very, oh, M365, but it's mm. so much more in terms of this, this platform. It's so much more than just Word, Excel, and PowerPoint, isn't it? It's exactly so much more. And that's the, I think, maybe the world's best kept secret right now. And that's what we are trying to put out there as awareness is that it's it's not just Word, PowerPoint, and Excel. I often speak to educators and especially the ones that have embraced it already, but 
if I have to speak to you as a novice, what is it in there for you? So we have OneDrive, which is our cloud storage offering. It's up to five terabytes of storage for both educators and students. And what does that mean for, for them? It means students and teachers will never have to lose any of their important files. I mean, back in the days when you and I were in school, you would uh, use those stiffy um, floppy disks and yeah. technology evolved. We went to CDs, we went to USB sticks, but now we're talking about cloud storage. So you don't have to lose anything as an educator. Our educators work so hard. Imagine creating content and when you wake up tomorrow, your computer is stolen or something like that. So mm. that's what M365 offers. Um, it's a centralized space as well for school data to be saved and shared amongst administrators, school leaders, and so on. I mean, if I work at a school today and I um, leave tomorrow, there's content that uh, my colleagues can share and uh, continue from where we left off instead of starting from scratch. And students can also use these tools for their own note taking. I mean, we've got a very great tool called Class Notebook, which most educators use as their traditional uh, 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 archive files. And this is just a digital uh, offering of that. So those files can allow you to organize your content and also distribute it to your students. Um, immersive reader, accessibility tools that are built in into our Microsoft Teams and Windows 10 platforms. So those are some of the great tools that come with M365. It's not just Office Word and PowerPoint. Fantastic. And I can only imagine if you get used to using this both as an educator and as a learner, uh, when you get out into the big wide world, it's just going to make life so much easier for you. So the big question now is then if, if one of our, our educators or maybe even uh, the learners that are listening to this show, they're sitting thinking, wow, this, this sounds like our kind of thing. How do we access it? Because you know, a lot of times, and I know Microsoft's on a big drive now, but a lot of times, and particularly in my day, when I wanted to buy and own uh, Microsoft Office, it wasn't cheap. And as I understand it, it's actually become a lot more affordable these days. Especially for our schools. I mean, just before we get into the paid SKUs and stuff like that, Office 365 uh, A1 licenses are free. Uh, globally for all educators and learners globally. And that gives you access to Teams, SharePoint, an email account, everything. It's just that it's a web-only access and you need internet connectivity to access it. But other than that, um, bringing it back to our country, our provinces, most of our provinces have made an, uh, a very a uh, significant investment basically to improve teaching and learning and enabled M365 for schools. And they've procured these environments for their schools, um, public schools mainly. So if you're a private school and you want to start knowing how to get started with Office 365, you can start with our A1 SKU. And I want to share a link that um, an administrator uh, an IT administrator or an educator can start with, which is aka.ms 
forward slash m365edu for edu tenant. E-D-U tenant. T-E? Yes. T-E-N-A-N-T. Yeah, so let me just see if I've got this right. A-K-A dot M-S forward slash 365 dot edu dot tenant. No, let me repeat that again, ah, um, okay. David. So it's A-K-A dot M-S. Yeah. And then forward slash M365. Oh, M. There's an M in front, M. yeah. Yeah. EDU tenant. So there's no dots in between. Oh, so just M365, EDU tenant. EDU tenant is one word. That's oh, correct. That's, that's a whole lot easier. Okay, so yeah. that's, that's where we can start. But now somebody's mm. listening now and they go, hang on, but I, I work at a, at a, at a, at a school. At a, um, in my days, we would call them government schools. Um mm. How do we access it there? Is is this something that you you would have to go to an HOD or a principal? How would that process work? So the first thing you would do is just check if you've got that existing account first, because that's very important as well. Instead of going to try and create an environment, you can start by checking what is it that I have access to. So most of our principals and our teachers have access to some kind of an email address. David, and yeah. they think it's just an email address maybe that, that the Department of Education uses to communicate with them or some even in schools, like you would have schools that have an existing domain, school A um, at um, it's school one, maybe at um, academic.co.za. Let me make that example. And you take that email address that your school has given you or the department that you work for has given you and you go and test it. Where do you test it? You can use this URL, uh, office.com. So that one is is straightforward. It's just office.com. And you go and log in there with your username and your password or your email address and your password. And if you've got access to Office 365, then it will open up your world to all these tools that we were discussing earlier. And when I'm talking about public schools, as you just asked now, like, um, let me make an example with Gauteng, for example. Gauteng is a provincial Office 365 environment that has been created. And all educators, principals, administrators that fall under that province have access to this account. They probably don't know about it, or maybe they do. So they can test, uh, test it by logging in into this um, uh, URL I've just shared and logging in with their username and password. Like for instance, the domain for that one is at gdeschools.gov.zi is an example. And most of them, they have PESAL numbers. So it will be your PESAL number at gdeschools.gov.za. But now let's say now you want more information, you don't know your password and so on. There are two very important groups that we work with in the, these departments of education. And those are the assistant directors that do IT implementation for schools. So you first contact your district. And then secondly, it will be your e-learning advisors or the e-learning team in each and every province that would know someone that could help you with this.
Okay, so that makes a lot more sense. Um, so, so basically, you need to ask. Now, we've discussed this. So, if you're in the, the government schools now, are all the provinces, uh, do all of them have access to this, or are there certain provinces that have not signed up yet? So, out of the nine provinces, um, I think there's about seven that already have signed up. Uh, namely, it's um, Gauteng, Mpumalanga, Western Cape, KZN, Eastern Cape, Free State, and the Northwest. So the two provinces that I have uh, not mentioned, that is uh, Northern Cape, as well as Limpopo, I think, those are the ones that still need to create those environments. Okay. But if you are operating in any of those provinces, uh, you can still do it the other way, like, like we discussed initially with that aka.ms. That's correct. And it will even be nice if it's done at the provincial level because it creates a whole lot of uh, collaboration. Fantastic stuff. Now, so, so now we, we sorted out and, and we've now logged on and we found that, uh, let's say we do live in, in Gauteng and we've got access to this. What are the tools that we have access to? So we've got the normal Word, um, Excel, PowerPoint, what else do we have access to? The, the, the notebook, you said? Yes, you've got um, OneNote Class Notebook. Immediately, you've got access to that. You also have access to Microsoft Teams immediately. It works. You will notice that if you are in that environment or space uh, and your students are already loaded in there, you can immediately maybe create a classroom to start interacting immediately with your students. Some of these tools, uh, my colleagues that are gonna be uh, presenting after this will be sharing um, how exactly would a teacher interact with their students maybe in a class. So those are the tools that you have access to. As I mentioned earlier on as well, you've got access to your OneDrive and you also have access to your global address list basically, David. So you can start immediately communicating with your uh, fellow colleagues and other educators in the same department as you. And that is great for collaboration. Which is fantastic. I mean, as, as I'm sitting here thinking now, I mean, you know, during this COVID period, and I think going forward, you know, I don't know if we're going to get back to full-time school like we used to know it. I think maybe it might be a more hybrid blend. But uh, this this collaboration thing, I think, is vitally important. But now, if I'm a teacher, will my will I be able to then um, sort of post stuff, publish stuff to my class members? That's correct. You will be able to as soon as a class has been created for you, or you can even create a class yourself and add your students with the help of your assistant directors, as I mentioned. But what I want to try and drive here, um, David, is the most important thing when we are talking about our teachers is this digital identity that they have. Because I know a lot of people, especially when you start talking about Microsoft Teams, they think, but I can still use my free email address, Gmail, uh, can use my Yahoo or my Windows Live account, the free account to access yeah. this. Why should I use um, the school one or why should I use the provincial provided one? I mean, during COVID, we've had a lot of learnings, um, especially 
with our educators trying to work with the best tools that they have um, to their access to still deliver teaching and learning for their students. And we've seen that in some of the platforms, you get a lot of online trolling and things like that. So using these accounts, whether a provincially uh, provided M365 account or maybe creating that environment for your school or using your existing school's one, also creates some sort of security and border. It's very important because you know which students you are talking to. And we also have challenges with students sometimes bullying each other online. So you are able to control all of those things in a more secured platform and in a platform where you can track who's doing what and when, when it comes to your students. Which I think is, is fantastic. I know some people go, oh, yes, but that's just like Big Brother watching us. You know, if it's, if it's going to keep if it's going to keep children safe and it's going to help, because at the moment, cyberbullying is a massive thing in our country, um, and there's been some horrific headlines about that. So I think that's absolutely brilliant as well. We've now covered the, 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 the sort of government schools uh, and what they can do. What about private schools? Do they have access as well? Yes, certainly they do. Um, I'm going to remind you of that aka.ms m365edu tenant um, link again, because that's Mm -hmm. where basically you will start. And that's where you will create this environment. That's where you will have all these licenses for your students and for your educators. And that's where basically everything lives. But before you go and register, there are some things that I would like us to uh, discuss a little bit that are very important, um, David, for the school to have in order for them to get access to this environment. So you need to get a domain. Now, what is a domain? A domain is at schoola.co.za, basically, which is a unique identifier for that specific school. why is it important? And it needs to be hosted by a public um, DNS provider, like your AfriHost uh, or whoever does th- that for us across the globe. So it's very important to own a domain and it needs to be a, a registered domain. And then you come and you register your school. It will ask you um, how many people do you have in a school? I mean, most of our schools, it's plus minus a thousand when we are including both educators and students. And then once you've put all the details about your school and you've added your school's domain, there is also another process that we need to um, double check as Microsoft internally to be sure that you are who you are claiming to be. I mean, these licenses can be a bit costly when you are talking outside Um, education, when we're talking about our commercial space. But when we are talking about education, they are highly discounted and even free, as I'm talking about A1. So we need to be sure that you are a school and you are who you are claiming to be. And another important thing, um, schools also need websites. You need to have a website where we can go and check um, your school information there, Um, who's the principal, contact information about the school. So basically, this is a global profile for you as as a school to be recognized by the global community. And we can be sure that you are really eligible for these academic licenses. So once you have registered and you have put in your domain, 
then there's um, also on the same portal, you can contact Microsoft support and get them to verify you as an eligible academic institution. Wonderful stuff. Now, the, the, the amazing thing about this is, as we were talking uh, the other day about a lady, you may or may not know her, uh, but the techno granny. Maputi, I know her. <laughs> yes, Maputi. <laughs> and, I mean, she does the most amazing things with, with uh, M365, and, and she's, she's in touch with educators from all over the world. And I think that's also something very, very important is with, with, this, uh, with, with this sort of platform now, our teachers will have access to, to teachers in other provinces, in other countries. Exactly. And it gives you a, an ability as an educator to even implement uh, everything that you have learned. I mean, on, on the previous podcast, you, you and Ronell were discussing um, the MIE expert journey and stuff like that. Yes. And all of those things that our educators learn on that journey, they, if they have an M365 account, either for their school or the provincial one, then that gives them access to implement all the learnings that they have learned through that, throughout their journey and even uh, uh, include their, their students on this platform. Wonderful stuff. Now, before I let you go, there's two questions that I've been asked to ask you. Um, one of those questions is if you have – um, an M365 license through the school. Um, is that all in the cloud or are you able to download such sort of off, uh, uh, Word or Excel or something? Okay. So there are two Office 365 offerings, mainly in education. So we've got the Office 365 A1 that one is only web only. So you do not have an ability to go and download Word, Excel, PowerPoint, or, uh, but you can still download Microsoft Teams. That doesn't stop you from downloading Microsoft Teams and uh, OnePlus Notebook. But now there's also Office 365, uh, Office 365, maybe A3 or even A1 Plus that a lot of our public schools have access to or even... Um, some private schools have access to, which is a paid school, that one, then that gives you an ability to download. So that's why I'm saying it's very important to check your provincial access because most likely that one has um, the downloadable version. Thank you. That's cleared that one up. Uh, final question before I let you go, because I know you guys are very, very busy. Um, one of our, our educators wants to know if she's now working at a particular school and has her ID and everything set up there, if she moves schools, will she lose all of that information or will she still have access to it through this ID? So if you are on the provincial um Access of which is my dream, uh, uh, um, David, because this will make life easy for educators when they are moving around. I mean, if you are working for like a Gauteng Department of Education or an Eastern Cape Department of Education, if you're moving schools within that same province, then no, the account doesn't change. You don't lose the content. You just move around with your email account. It's just that the administrators will need to update that. Oh, no, now teacher A is no longer working at school uh, B. Now she's working at a certain school. So that makes life a little bit easier for both uh, administrators as well as you as an educator. 
But now if it's done at a school level, then yes, you lose that account. It's like me leaving Microsoft now and going to work for another company. I will no longer have access to uh, that account that I used to have. Uh, so basically it's a corporate based or um, a um, institutional based um, type of account. So okay. you can just download your stuff and then move and you go and recreate the content or go restore whatever that you are allowed to restore. Okay, that makes fantastic sense. Um, I just wanted to, to, to say thank you to, to you and the Microsoft team for the amazing work you're doing uh, in education. You guys have got some fantastic stuff there. Um, I got a chance to see some of the stuff that is available there the other day. Most of it I didn't understand, but that's fine. Um, but just I think just in, in terms of, of you know, the, the way everything integrates is absolutely fantastic. Have you got any more plans, anything else interesting in the pipeline that you could share with us? Yes, certainly, um, David. So currently we are busy embarking on making sure that we train and we empower all our educators and all our learners with the best tools and Currently, obviously, things have been done much differently from the way they were done before. Uh, and we miss interacting with our educators. We miss uh, interacting with them at a more personal level. But there's a whole lot of webinars uh, that we constantly embark on or that we constantly host. And we would like our educators to join them and participate in them and also encourage even parents to participate in these webinars so that we can see how we can um, better implement all these great tools that we have. And even the nice features that come out every month. I mean, one important thing about the cloud is that we get a lot of feedback from the end users and we constantly make the changes as we go monthly. So when those changes are implemented by clicking an update, please also join our webinars and get uh, more information on how you can take advantage of these great tools. Wonderful stuff. Uviwe, you've made a whole lot of sense uh, for me. So I understood it. So the teachers will definitely understand it. Um, and I, I just, again, thank you. And thank you for your time. We do appreciate it. Thank you very much, David. There we go. That was uh, my special guest, Uviwe Kwabaza. Uh, she is... Uh, very, very passionate about what she does. And it was so good to have her on the show. Uh, we'll post those links uh, as well, and you can log on there. But uh, once again, thank you to each and every one of you. Take care of yourselves, look after yourselves, and thank you for listening. That was The Education Show. Simply learn. Join the conversation on zibuza.net. That's Z-I-B-U-Z-A dot net.